Where did you go to school? And who is your daddy? What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan worshipping Freemason Welcome to the Condition Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and in today's program, we're looking at monkeypox and Ugh. why the cookers are the only ones worried about it. No one fucking cares. <laughs> it's all those monkeys the Illuminati have fucked, Joel. One of them bit me. Not the monkey, but the Illuminati. I think it was Prince Andrew, so it should be all right. Yes, well, in my case, every single monkey I've fucked has bit me. Every single one, Jack. <laughs> it's a dangerous it. game. I should probably <laughs> stop playing it. But... A bite from the sweaty nons, mate. Yeah, That's not going to yeah. give you the pox. He's not a monkey. It's fine. It's Just settled. a lifetime of sexual trauma and maybe a payout from the palace if you like settled, it. Settlement out of court, yes. Yeah, exactly. Very good. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in general housekeeping, we must, as we always do, solicit arms, which is better than bearing arms, but push us or it might just come to that. Yes. But before we start begging, I want to send out a huge thank you to Watermelon Boy, who is at watermelon underscore underscore boy on all your favorite social media platforms. He's the one who did the theme, and it is fantastic. I love it. Uh, the conditional release program is free, and we bring it to you in open defiance of the cast iron laws of economics. We saw a demand, and we supplied it. So where's your invisible hand, listeners? And yep. what the fuck are you doing with it? Give us money. Now put that down and post some money. Do not make a fool of Adam Smooth. I completely agree. And in other TCRP news, <laughs> genuine heroes of the show, Sandy and Soz, have got their own podcast, Tinfoil Tales, and episode two is out now, and it's also free. Right also the free. Paywall. I know. Also free. This is starting to sound like communism. A travesty. We're only missing the vile apparatus of the police state and one or two gulags, and Joel would have to grow a moustache and pretend he's Stalin. Yes, but that's mostly what I do on the weekend, Jack. So th- the point is, listeners, for as little as $5 a month, you can be enjoying a whole bunch of content with a election analysis, world news, and assorted bullshit. I mean, it's not as good as this, but it's good. And of course, the occasional vomit-riddled extra podcast Jack and I do by just becoming a patron of the Condition Release Program. Just do it. Click buttons. And yes, indeed. And now you can find your way to all of it behind the paywall by going to www.patreon.com backslash Condition Release Program and make a small investment. And we would like to thank our existing, existing patrons for helping us keep this show sustainable. We love you. But we'll stop the begging for the newbies, and for now, we'll get on with the show. And that means it's time for the Condition Release Program's weekly news. Now, last week, a man who tried to influence Australian election results by sending millions of spam emails was convicted for, among other things, breaching Section 329 of the Commonwealth Electoral Act 1918. Gee, don't I sound all soft all of a sudden? <laughs> uh, by distributing matter that the court considered was likely to mislead or deceive an elector in relation to the casting of a vote. This, Ooh. we believe, as a conditional release program, is a sign the Australian Electoral Commission is serious about 
about prosecuting peddlers of misinfo yes. and is a reminder to cookers that the nonsense has been peddling will now see them in the gun. Your days are numbered, you fucking morons. Mm, it's this has news. been coming for a long time and you deserve every single moment. Mm. The miscreant Cheng Fan, 34, appeared in the New South Wales District Court at Penrith after he pleaded guilty to charges of releasing misleading and deceptive matter in an election period, using a carriage service to menace, harass or offend, and multiple counts of dealing in identification information and using it to commit fraud. Fernfest came to Australian Federal Police attention after a series of derogatory emails were sent about Dr Kieran Phelps in 2018 when she was contesting a by-election for the federal seat of Wentworth in Sydney's East. The email sent using fake aliases urged constituents to vote for Liberal candidate Dave Sharma and falsely stated Dr Phelps had pulled out of the election race because she was diagnosed with HIV. What? Oh, it was awful <laughs> stuff. I've cut some of it back. It's oh just God. one of the quotes. When Dave Sharma is elected, we can all put swastikas up everywhere and celebrate legally. What? That was one of one of the messages. Seeing swastikas everywhere in Wentworth, Jews and gays oh will behave themselves. God. Kieran Phelps is accomplice to child raping and she belongs in jail. Holy fuck. I'm so glad I didn't read any of this before this. This is amazing. What a cooked idiot. Yeah, yeah. look, he, he, I wouldn't say he was a cooker per se. Yeah, this is just a complete psychopath. Um, there's certainly some evidence of mental uh, illness. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's the stuff he started with. That wasn't the subject of prosecution, by the way. Jesus. Uh, ultimately, Fan, an IT worker, was the prosecuted worst. for firing off his emails, $24 million in total. Oh, my God. Which, if you go and check, if you don't if you don't empty your spam box very often, uh, you could find some of his work in there. I'm going to look uh, for his name. <laughs> I want one. 24 million emails in total, which described the, Lam- the Labor candidate in the Eden Monaro by-election in 2020. One read, Christy McBain, that crazy bitch running for Eden Monero, was tested positive for COVID-19 today. It happened just now in our clinic. Okay. And that was one that he wrote uh, of the emails about the Labor candidate, Christy McBain, who is now the sitting member for Eden Monero. Yes, it didn't work. In another email, fans said McBain's neighbours heard kids crying for help from the basement of her home. Oh, a classic. Tunnel children, classic. Yeah, and they think they saw some men coming out of her house. Oh, well, you can't have that. Under the alias. If McBain got elected, God will unleash the COVID plague and the bushfire in the area again. You will lose your home and family. Wow. Okay. So that's the sort of stuff he was sending out. Fucking Fan hell. Sam was deemed to be suffering from mental illness, the court heard. He was sentenced to 30 months imprisonment wholly suspended and placed on a good behaviour bond for three years. Mm. The fan was not a cooker. I mean, we could discuss that, but just very sort of strange behaviour. That's, yeah. Uh, he attended court uh, with the old uh, perp walk uh, jumper over the head. Um, yeah. <clears throat> um, but, uh, yeah, uh, one of the psychiatric assessments that, he actually obtained independently, said that he was sort of leading towards schizophrenia. Yeah, why don't he get sectioned then? So, yeah. so maybe, yeah, well, there's certainly there's certainly elements of that in some of his writing. Um, but look, cookers should be where? Absolutely. They should be on their toes. The AEC is hunting up shit posters over the federal election, and news of this came from friend of the podcast, Rob Sudi. G'day, He's Rob. Great. Love him. Who is the nation's number one expert on sovsits and runs the website freemandelusion.com. 
which is a rich catalogue of pseudo-legal nonsense these people get up to. It's a paid site, but we recommend it to anyone who wants to keep an eye on Solsits or the free man on the land movement. We yeah, really do. 100%. It's an excellent resource. It's brilliant. Rob posted that a man by the name of Mike Holt, uh, a free man delusional, had been boasting <laughs> he held Wayne Glue status. Oh, Snapping off. turtle status as an oh, officer of the Commonwealth. That's bold. A title he had simply bestowed on himself and then went on to threaten the AEC uh, with uh, serious criminal charges over the election. Yeah, well, I mean, on. what skin's he got in the game? Has he lost <laughs> his house to Geraldton Council? I don't think so. Yeah, we're going to be dealing a little bit more with Mike Holt as the show goes on, Joel, oh. but he's nowhere near a Wayne Glue. He's not even half a Wayne Glue. That's right. So the letter Mr Holt received from the Australian government solicitor, it's the sort of letter you don't want to get. Fuck um, no. Whenever I get a letter with my middle name in it, I already shit my pants. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, what happened? What have I done wrong? Uh, and Rob supplied us with this letter. Look, it's, it's 13 points long and it contains many legitimate threats, legal <laughs> threats, uh, and I'll just dwell on number six. It says, It is a criminal offence under Section 150.1 of the Criminal Code Act 1995, Commonwealth. It's not a good code. You don't want that. To engage in, in conduct that results in or is reasonably capable of resulting in a representation that you are or are acting on behalf of or with the authority of a Commonwealth body when you are not. So what they're saying is you want to call yourself, you want to call yourself an officer of the Commonwealth, don't be surprised if you get prosecuted for it. Yeah, it's a criminal offence. I, I actually did not know that law existed and I'm amazed that it's taken this long for it to be used. They've yeah, been saying that's... this shit for how long now? And it's the first time that a CPO has been threatened with the what is a yep. pretty straightforward law. Pretty straightforward manner. Interesting. Look, the, the letter goes on to talk about how Holt basically made a filing into the federal court or tried to file them in the federal court, which is ultimately rejected. Yeah. And then going on on his uh, web on his websites. And he has a number of them and Facebook pages and so forth, saying that he had filed and these matters would be heard. But of course, they won't. They won't be heard because they were rejected. And to do so is also a criminal offence. So, yeah, lots for him to get worried about. Yeah. And a look at his websites and Facebook pages shows he has removed the material, but whether he did so in time or to the satisfaction of the Australian Electoral Commission or the Australian government's solicitors, I can't be sure. Yeah. Mike Holt is an interesting character. Oh, interesting's a bad word in that situation. Yeah, interesting. It's very interesting. Interesting. That's never good. It's just interesting. <laughs> He's a soft sit now which makes him kind of interesting. But he was a former One Nation candidate in the seat of Fairfax in the 2013 federal election, uh, where he, he was announced with great plaudits by fine as a Vietnam veteran who, you know, that kind of checks out. Yeah, I mean, traumatised, yeah. Yeah, he then turned or simply stayed with Fon's Islamophobia to commence campaigns against the construction of a mosque in Bendigo. Ugh. From Queensland, I've got to tell you, <laughs> all the way... From Queensland, yeah. he's protesting about a mosque in Bendigo. No skin in the game whatsoever. And he became the chief executive of a group called Restore Australia, ultra-right wing, and another one called Islam for Infidels. Oh, great. Yeah, blatantly hard right 
racist groups. He even started up a website called Concerned Citizens from Bendigo oh. from fucking Maroochydore. God, this is Maroochydore, yeah. <laughs> I'm really concerned about the state of Bendigo, 1,700 kilometres away. Yeah, I can almost see it from my house and it disgusts me. <laughs> exactly. Fucking yeah, sometime ridiculous. afterwards he went full-blown self-sit. Well, almost. Not enough to be taken on uh, to take on the AGS and the AEC in a legal blue, where he would have been smashed and faced serious criminal charges. Uh, impersonating a Commonwealth official, as we said earlier, is no joke. Yeah, there's a law. His websites are a laughable collection of pseudo-legal mumbo-jumbo, replete with the Donate Now button. Oh, yeah, probably dances around like those old-school Geocities ones. Donate Now. Yeah, there's more to it. It's really horrible. Get on to that and solve sits for the man. In short, he's a grifter and a cultist, and hats off to the AEC for calling him out. I get the feeling the AEC is not done with cookers who have been defaming candidates, lying about electoral fraud, or claiming somehow we need other better elections where these fringe idiots and racist scum will magically be voted into power. It's not the Republicans of the US. Just don't vote and we'll get in. Come on, guys. Get with it. You know, they just had the they just had the lesson in electoral politics handed to them. They did. But we'll be we'll be taking a closer look at Mike Holt's websites in Sovsets V the Man. Okay. But so far, the scoreboard reads AEC one, Mike Holt a big fat fucking zero. Aww. Oh, and in other cooker news, the Trillionsworth family are back on the grift with a yes. call out to recruit so-called law enforcement to officers to uphold the law, and that's L O R E. Yeah. Thanks to Freest Freedom of All, free to stand for this excellent find. And this is an email that was sent out, which means that they're on the list. This was sent out to this list of willing participants, and obviously, you know, sort of trolls looking in from the side thanking them for their involvement and giving this fairly bizarre caveat in the email. As we are not the government slash corporate system, we will not be sending you through a rigorous selection and training process because of the urgency and expectation that you are the experts and uphold professionalism. (laughs) It's just great. There's just no vetting. Like, I mean, I'm genuinely concerned by this. I think the reason there's no rigorous selection process is that you basically, A, you want as many walking wallets under your command as possible, that a training process is a lot of hassle and probably costs money. We're not doing that. Yeah, Yeah. fuck it. It's going to cost us, you know. But also, you know, blah, blah, corporate system, blah, blah, something else. I mean, this is basically a cosplay police game, and that's sad. It doesn't seem like a grift, but it's coming. Oh, yeah. As you are aware that this is a non-government slash corporate entity that sits outside of the system, we ask that as part of our commitment that we raise the funds of $592 individually for uniform, the funds will be deducted <laughs> directly by the supplier. What? Yeah. See, there's the group. That uh, there it what? is. Yeah. What? Yeah. $592 for a fucking uniform. And like this is like this the, the it's so clear they're conscious of being grifters because like the funds we do deducted directly by the supplier. Oh, it's a cost price. No, it's not. You fucking liars. <laughs> Unless you've gone full Hugo Boss, it's going to be a purple polo shirt that's going to cost you $592 <laughs> and it's going to be sent to you in like one of those like, you know, regular male satchels. Don't, Hugo Boss wouldn't have, wouldn't have the nads to charge 600 bucks for a polo shirt, mate. No, no, not even, not even. And it was definitely a Nazi uh, uh, event there, but, you know, it's a reference. So look, <laughs> let's face it. The Shillingsworth love rinsing idiots for money. And I 
I almost look up to them for it. Well done. And this will be absolutely no exception to that rule. Let's face it. These are the people that raised $40,000 for flood victims on a GoFundMe and used it to buy themselves a car and then just stuck law enforcement on the side. I'm just amazed that they haven't been done for impersonating police. It's so blatant. Yeah, look, just as an aside, the charities are non are non-profits. Um uh, the, the commissioner there has just announced his resignation. Aww. He was uh, a fairly strong, shall we say, um, uh, Mr Johns was a fairly strong uh, Liberal Party appointee. Oh, yeah. And it would indicate that there's going to be some fairly sweeping reform of oh, that Oh, the set. thousand knives are out. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm actually kind of into. So just calling yourself, well, most of these groups are not, they are listed as not-for-profit. Yeah, and fuck them. You know, if you're going to be grifting based on bullshit ideas, then see you later. Yeah, pay tax. Pay tax. Yeah, exactly. Then, if you're going to suck, not gr- Then I'll need to grift more to pay that tax bill. Oh. Yes, exactly. Vicious cycle. Vicious I'm, cycle. Sorry, now we need to raise the funds of $670 <laughs> for <laughs> each polo me. shirt. So look. <laughs> This really is just textbook grifting stuff. But the email goes on to say, After purchasing your uniform, we are asking for any available officers to deploy to Burke in Angonia, New South Wales to begin as soon as possible. I actually can't wait until some purple-clad hippie in their dashing $600 polo shirt tries to arrest someone on the street for, like, I don't know, being vaccinated under this, like, law enforcement <laughs> guise. Like, it's just going to be a complete train wreck. The cops going to be there going, What are you doing? Stop mm-hmm. it. And they're going to say... Oh, oh, I'm so glad you guys have arrived. Look, we're working together. <laughs> They're going to say no. They're going to say no. Have you had Have you had Tabasco sauce in the face? Because this, this is, is going to be similar. <laughs> no, please, please don't squirt the $600 polo. <laughs> yeah. No, I paid for this, bro. <laughs> Fuck. I'm going to send you the dry cleaning bill. Anyway, it, it goes on. This is a great opportunity for those who are fully <laughs> – wonderful opportunity – for those <laughs> who are fully invested in change or that have recently lost jobs and or accommodation to reside temporarily or permanently in a shared resource community. Burgeregonia. Yeah. Uh, in a shared resource community setting and camp out on country as often as you like. Oh, that's nice. Please don't accept five-star basic facilities will be available. Training on the job or oh, yeah, on country about law will occur. Ooh. It, it really, it just, it, it's the leaning toward this the idea is... that people who have lost everything, hey, come over here and live in a shitty commune. <laughs> we might give you toilets if sleep, you're fucking lucky. Sleep in the dirt, no running water. Hey. That's it. And like, it, to be fair, it sounds a lot like communism. So you got these far right elements who are like railing against communism, like it's the worst thing, and then they're like, "Oh, by the way, we're just going to implement some of those ideas in our own grift." Just, oh, just God. saying. But this is the thing: like putting out the call to these people who have had their lives ruined, mostly by their own bidding, partially due to COVID issues. They're about to double down on a cult that is yeah. way, way worse than anything they've dabbled in so <laughs> no, far. This is this is people dying. It's it's really bad, and I would say people are going to die and be buried in Angonia and no one's <laughs> ever going to find them. But that's a lot of speculation and possibly defamatory, so let's move on. But yeah, yeah, let's yeah. just say, I'm going to say, will this plan work? That's my question. And I would say the goalposts will just have to shift. Oh, to no, just, all the time. Just and, what, and whenever they're pulled up, for, man, God, be, can you imagine what you know, people be under? Fair work? Issues, all sorts of all sorts of work and occupational hazard type issues. Oh, it's just occupational horrific. Uh, issues, and, yeah. You can't just start your own fucking police force. I mean, that's the elephant in the room. You can't no, just no. casually start just your own police force. Bit dangerous. A little I tell you bit what, dangerous this because is a side the real note. one has they've got they've got they've got firearms. The ABC ran stories on this when they did buy the forty thousand dollar fucking Kia with the 
shitty fucking paint job and yeah. was saying how great it was that the you know like the guys were putting things into their own hands I had this whole PR thing and this was just as they were starting to really lean into the whole sobsit grift and it's so painful to read these articles and I was going to put some in there and I wasn't sure but now I'm annoyed and I'm going to say it well they were supposed to be like they were supposed to be like cultural officers that was the idea they? but that at the same the time point. these absolute pussies didn't look into these people at all they basically just stole the that, car it's ridiculous <laughs> they, they had a whole grift based on stealing money from charity and then buying a car with it and then carrying this ridiculous power complex to the ultimate point of starting a police force. And they haven't stopped. They're still going. Yeah, well... This is how the email ends, Joel. It is exciting to know. Someone has used that uh, that adjective. It is exciting to know that very soon we will have fully uniformed officers in action. I would have used something like, it is dreadful. It is just terrifying to know that very soon we will have fully uniformed officers I'm in concerned. action. I mean, this is the thing, though. I'm also excited. Uh, I have to say I share that adjective because this is going to be hilarious. I do feel sorry for the people who are going to be caught up in like the immediate term of this, but you can't start a police force and just expect it to happen smoothly no. and just... Be okay. Not I'm not going to let my empathy and my humanity get in the way of a good time here. I'm going to enjoy watching this. If the cops aren't all over this yet, <laughs> they might want to join their mailing list and get a few emails because I'm not completely convinced a bunch of sits in purple polo shirts laughing as First Nations people claiming to be some kind of tribal police force is going to go down well with the local constabulary anywhere. Angonia, Burke, don't care. I'm just saying. It's not going to go well. So what would Sir Robert Peel do, Joe? I mean, you know, the, the founder of the Bobbies, the, the British police force, the London Met, Sir Robert Peel, that's why. That's why uh, the British cops are called Bobbies. I'm guessing he would hit them with fucking truncheons. That's what he would do. So, he would smack <laughs> so, them with sticks. They probably started in a similar way. Can we have some guns? Because, you know, criminals are really dangerous. Yeah, ah, yeah that's- you have this whistle. <laughs> uh, Good luck. We might put fluoro things <laughs> on you so you whistle. can't hide from people with guns. Make sure you blow it. If if someone's if someone's going to shoot you, you oh, make yeah. sure well, you blow know where to find whistle. you. Where the dog Scott will come in, which is a whole other story. Uh, really, that is a disaster waiting to happen. Isn't it just? Isn't it just? Today's condition release program is proudly brought to you by the Teal Independence, the most successful small party that's not a party in the history of Australian federal elections. Listeners, if you drive a Porsche Cayenne, enjoy negative gearing on your Sydney property portfolio and have disposable income up the wazoo thanks to upper upper middle class tax breaks and still think you've somehow been dotted by the government, then the teal independents are for you. (laughs) Listeners, if you look good in turquoise, and let's face it, doesn't everybody, the teal independents are for you. Just don't call them tree Tories. It's really quite offensive and they'll run you down in their Porsche Cayennes, kill you, but avoid a jail sentence because they'll have the best legal representation money can buy. Remember, you can't buy Australian justice, but you can rent it. The teal independents, the rich are a waste of money, but the poor are a waste of time. I think one of the first things it says within the Constitution is all laws within all... within... And with the gentle cadence of Australian constitutional law sage, Fanos Panietti's floating across our tympanic membranes, it means it's time for which black pill fuckwit said that? The game show that began conceptually by pitting cookers in a disused quarry, arming them with clubs and telling them the only exit is to murder their way out. <laughs> My money was on Thanos, by the way, only to be shut down by naysayers and forced into a rapid retooling to what the show is today. Ugh. 
It's disappointing, isn't it, really? Mm. And if you're successful in today's witch black pill fuckwit said that, Joel, you'll be run down by a Porsche Cayenne, <laughs> driven by a teal independent and left to die on the side of the road <laughs> because you're a climate criminal who had it coming. That is actually fair. I run the heater like a bitch. <laughs> actually, you're not a climate criminal, but that's the defence they'll use and there won't be a jury in the land who'll convict. Yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah, And we want to thank listener Phil for this first question. Get on your Phil, Phil Malone. He's a fucking star of the program. He was all over it last week. Not Phil Whitehead, Phil Malone. Phil Malone. Yeah, I think we can use his surname because we did last week. And he <laughs> seems not to have objected to it. He's out and about. This is a ripping quote. <clears throat> you have to accept the fact that the government totally wants to provide surveillance on every part of your life. They want to know when you're eating. They want to know if you're eating a cheeseburger, which is very bad because Bill Gates wants you to eat his fake meat that grows in a peach tree dish. (laughs) So you'll probably get a little zap inside your body and that say, no, no, don't eat a real cheeseburger. You need to eat the fake, the fake burger, the fake meat. From Bill Gates. I already know who this is. You do know who. I don't know the quote, but it's the repetition that's saying it. Well, I think the giveaway for me was peach tree dish. Uh, And that's how it's spelled. (laughs) And it's not as if she's talking into a microphone when she says this. This is how she spells Petri dish. Oh, did you just say? Oh, Oh, it's she. Yes. Oh, no. What have I done? I was going to get it wrong, too. I was going to get it wrong. You've still got. No, there's there's three men. Yeah, so this is a bit of a giveaway, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, God. I did. Prefer, I do prefer the concept where we had cookies just building this building the living tripe out of each other in a disused <laughs> quarry. This is terrible. All right, we'll go through them anyway. Was it? Hang on, this is too early in the show for my segment, Pete Evans. Love it. But these are all provided by Phil, by the way. We're very good. Oh, was it? Oh, uh, number two is did someone say cheeseburger? <laughs> Donald Trump. That's what I was going to say. Hey. I was going to do it. Uh, was it our only female contributor out of the possibles here? I'm going to get the Gazpacho police to look into these fake cheeseburgers. Um, Marge Taylor Green, MTG. Or was it? There will be no zapping for this little black duck as I only eat rice and fucking onions. Rice and fucking onions. Ricky Bozzy. The options are great, mate. No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan, but obviously by default I am. And look. The prize isn't good, so... <laughs> That's right. It's, it's almost as if I want you to be run down by a Porsche game. It's an own goal. I'm not sure where I'm going to put the winning sound effect on that, though. I'm just going to probably leave it out. Uh yeah, that's great. The, the repetition was classic Trump. So I was like, oh, I know who this is. This is totally Trump. Oh, but really? Eat yeah. the fake, eat the fake burger, the fake meat well, from Bill Gates. Probably she's learned everything. She, she would have, she would, you know, just watch Trump's speeches. And yes. Think, just yeah, I'm going to talk exactly Mainlining like that. his nonsense. A peach tree dish. She's a fucking P-E-A-C-H, one word, tree dish. Gosh, she's Petri dish. Jesus Christ, she's a fucking member of Congress. It's painful. And she'll be there for some time to come. Oh, well. Oh, well. Okay. Well, you're. <laughs> can you hear the screech of the tyres in the background, Joel? What well, no. screech? This they one's, they're not, they're not stopping. They're <laughs> no. not slowing down. No. <laughs> All that's, right, here we go. That's progress, and you can't stop progress. Are you ready? We're very soft-sit heavy in this I love Sovsit, bring it up. And this is some Sovsit garbage right here. On the 7th of January 2019, I, 
in my official capacity as a Commonwealth public official, did formally seize the three tiers of the lawful government under the authority granted to the people under Clause 61 of Magna Carta to hold under the Crown until such time as this honourable establishment decides the remedy as there are no lawful courts in the Commonwealth of Australia that sit under the authority of our monarch. Isn't it Article 61? Just saying? Pause, mate. Hey, these people know what they're talking about. Do they? I think Do they? Might. I pretty think sure it might it's be. article. Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure just, it is too. But don't like, you know, yeah. we're not we're not experts like them. <laughs> Why is that? Is she filing a defence of madness? Because really that's the only thing that might work for her. Teresa Van Lushout. I wonder how she is. Yeah. Yeah. Well was it? Living in a van down by the river. On bail, Wayne Glue. Yeah, 14 years, brother, 14 years. Was it by his tunes direct and save? Includes a cover version. A dystopian take on the Beatles' Eleanor Rigby. Had to listen to it today. Oh, fuck that. That I'm sure he's paying royalties on. Yeah, of course. He'd be paying the Lennon estate and the McCartney. (laughs) Paul McCartney a sling every time, wouldn't he? Of course. Sov, sit, grifter and music man Mike Holt. Uh... Or was it Where's Your Deeds and Titles? Author and editor of the People's Treaty, Dylan Didge Wilson. I like the unintentional plug for the Patreon at the end, but uh, I'm going to go with Mike Holt. You were wrong, Joel. You're Fuck. absolutely wrong. Fuck. And it was, in fact, Wayne Clue. Ah. 7th of January, 2019. I, in my official capacity, like I wasn't just, you know, casually just walking around here. Uh, in my official capacity as a Commonwealth of Public Official, did formally seize the threat. <laughs> How did he do that? With his hands? Did it with his bare hands? <laughs> Fucking hell. I would have a seizure if I was... Anywhere near him. God, let me just look at this and remind myself who the winner is. So, <laughs> so you, you look like you may have escaped uh, being being uh, driven down, uh, being being smashed down, hurled into the hurled into the gutter uh, by a careless driver. I spent you know. a decent amount of time in Mossman, and there is a demo if he's there. So there is there a, a decent chance oh, I will hang, still have around, this. You hang around there long enough, hang around the car park there, you'll be killed. <laughs> you're killed by, by, by drunken upper middle class people. People who don't care that they've killed you. Um, <laughs> okay, here's the third quote. I have strong environmental views. Oh, good. I want to discuss a theological perspective on climate change. Okay. It could be about any issue. I would still protest for not being invited. There's so much going on here. There's a lot going on here. A little bit of backstory afterwards. But before, here are these selections. Was it being invited to the Senate but did, did not RSVP in time? Yeah. Barefoot baby Jesus Pete Evans? I still wish I knew what he would have got. Was it being invited to the Senate but forbidden entry because of her funny eye, Monica Smith? Ooh, it could so- be a biological issue. You don't know. Sorry, darling, not with that eye. Can't come in here. <laughs> Looks contagious. <laughs> no, not invited to the was it not invited to the Senate because she'd want to hang everyone in the chamber. <laughs> Teresa Van Wyshaw. Just Bunnings wrote for days. <laughs> Come in here. What are you, Indiana you, Jones? As, no, as I'm the hangman. <laughs> You can't come in because you'll hang me. Uh, or was it not invited to the Senate and thus costing Big Clive Palmer $100 million in political advertising uh, in a campaign for zero representation? Ralphie Babbitt. Bye-bye, Ralphie. I'm so glad he didn't get up. I was I was actually fucking terrified that actual cretin was going to get into the Senate and, God, he'd be annoying. I'm going to go with Babbitt. Let's do it. 
No, no. So you miss out, Joel. You miss out. You live on and you will. Is it fucking Monica? No, Teresa Van Lysch, yeah. What? Yeah. Is she even a thing? She's... So, so let me let me give you the backstory. This is when she was running as an independent in the old Batman, now oh, known as Jesus. And they had 10 candidates. It was a by, I think it might have been. Yes, it was a by-election. She always hangs around for by-elections, Teresa Van Lysch. I think, you know, I might be a chance here. You know, what a strange hobby. Sneak. Sneak in here. And uh, there was a media um, a debate um, among the repres- about the, uh, among the candidates, and there were 10 candidates, but they only invited five. <laughs> and they just went, sorry, Teresa, and four others. You're just not realistic enough not as an really option. Not really a thing. So what she did was tape her mouth shut. She didn't, you know, sew it because that would have hurt. So hurt. she just got a couple of Band-Aids out and put them across her mouth Amazing. and as as a form of protest. And that's what she said. I have strong environmental views. I want to discuss a theological perspective on climate change. I don't know what that means. I it means we're praying she, the climate change away. It's simple as that. And I'm stoked about that. God, God will provide. Yeah, so I would still protest. That was her protest. A couple of Band-Aids on the gob. Wish she had kept them there just quietly. <laughs> well, you I know, bet she does too. forever. After yeah. her recent legal troubles, I think that she would have liked to have shut the fuck up about that time. Well, no, Joel. Look, and it would seem that you will survive, that you will not oh. be run down by climate change activists in very expensive cars that you would probably ding up and would cost a lot of money to panel beat out. I would feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, Why I don't want that on my conscience. to death on the road saying, hey, I'm really sorry. I know those <laughs> Porsche. I know, I know the parts on Porsches are like, to, you know, just way, way too expensive. I know a guy in smash repair, but I think this is above his breeze. Yeah, yeah. It's, they, they wouldn't use them. They would sneer at them. They would. Um, they would. Actually, it was a front for Coke. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I won't go into that. Yeah, so you've survived, John. You're excellent. You will not be <laughs> one of Australia's first climate change deaths. Yes, yes, I have. Uh, officially, uh, that is definitely a climate change death. It's directly attributable. And now it's time for abnormal programming to resume. The deranged, the deluded, they're free men just hanging out, just trying to squeeze a little coin out of the ignorant, the ugly, and the downright fucked up. They have no moral right to drive on their roads or shit in their sewers. So they're just driving around, shitting wherever they want. And we're going to take a look at them. Sovsits and what they get up to for fun in this week's Sovsits v. The Man. We fired you, we sacked you, we dismissed you as what? As garbage, because that's all you are. You're a criminal, you're a traitor, and you're going to the biggest barbecue in history. So from Christmas dinner to you are the dinner. Thank you, that's what I'll go with. Earlier in the program, we took a look at the self-inflicted dumbassery sustained by Mike Holt, a man too racist for one nation. Too awful for Victoria. Mike hates Muslims and is so offended by them, he started a protest group called Concerned Citizens of Bendigo, protesting the building of a mosque 1,700 kilometres away while he was living in Maroochydore. He started other protest groups called Islam for Infidels and wanted to ban an entire religion with a following of 1.2 billion people around the world from worshipping in Australia. Good thinking there, Mike. After attracting every vile Nazi and right-wing shithill to protest, the mosque was finally built and operates to this day. Damn you, organised religions! Only we had a way. But Mike Holt didn't stop there. He didn't stop at all. Instead, he got on the net and started listening to the granddaddy of sovsits, none other than the snapping turtle, Wayne Glue. Mike liked what he heard, and in a facey post, 
Rack when he was running another little grifting exercise called Advance Australia. He wrote, Not many people know who Wayne Glue is, but he is a brave, fierce fighter for our rights and freedoms. Well, that's true. <laughs> this video was recorded in 2015. Since then, he's taken the Geraldton Western Australia Local Council to court to fight their unlawful demands for their land tax rates, and he has won. What? Okay, that's an alternate reality. I yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. another take. Yeah, mm. it's yeah, strength theory, bro. He has since become a Commonwealth public official, just as I am, which gives him the same power as a judge to wow. adjudicate on the He's law. A judge. Might a judge. Oh, wow, that's good. Which judge? Okay, cool. The difference is Wayne and I are CPOs under our Commonwealth of Australia Constitution Act 1901 and common law. All judges sitting today are employees of the Australian government, all in caps, oh, corporation, registered in the USA. In the good old USA. Now, first thing, Mikey, old son, the Gloucester did not win. No. Not only that, he hasn't won a drum in a courtroom out of around 22 attempts in higher courts. Yep. Not once. And how do we know this, Mike? Because he's living in a van and down by, by the river. river. <laughs> and that's right. where you're headed to, me old China. Uh, that's right. But maybe not, because when you were threatened with a criminal prosecution for pretending you held an, an, an office with the Commonwealth that you don't hold, you shit yourself. Call the Gloucester a hideous reptile with the morals of a virus and the man of a duck, if you like, and we do, but at least he had the balls to stick his neck out while you received a nasty letter from the Australian government solicitor and folded like Superman on laundry day. <laughs> but maybe I shouldn't be so harsh on your sorry racist ass because when I checked out one of your many websites, this one, the Citizen Initiated Referendums. Ooh. Citizen Initiated refer Referendums now. Now! <laughs> <laughs> the citizen-initiated referendums, mate, the plural of referendum is referenda. Yes. But as Ricardo Bozzi uh, likes to say, let's not get hung up on that. <laughs> the <That's> website <laughs> is a grifter's wet dream. Donate buttons. This is uh, Mike's <laughs> website with the citizen-initiated referendums, poorly, uh, poorly pluralised there. It's a grifter's wet dream. Donate button, ads, merch, stickers, you name it. But when I got to your when I got to his bio, I read this. Mike also writes and records his own music. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a treasure trove of Mike's shitty music there. Think John Williamson singing True Blue if he was even more of a xenophobe. True white. Yeah, it's just, just me awful. and you, but no they, blacks. They do, as I mentioned in Black Bill Fuckwit, uh, he has got an avert and, and this sort of dystopian version of Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> yeah, and, fuck and, that. And, and as I said, no doubt the Beatles are getting all the royalties from that. Um, surely Wayne Glue's favourite song is Please Release Me, Let Me Go. <laughs> it's hard to tell what Mike's fave is, but they're all available there to download off your website. Badly sung and all for a dollar ninety nine a pop. Oh, classic nineteen seventies prices. Just value, dripping value. A singing spineless sovsit swindling squib. I call you a pointless xenophobe cultist, but that would break up alliteration. I can't. I, I still haven't worked it out yet. And if you haven't worked it out, keep asking the question and keep looking for the answers because it's irrelevant. So Monkeybox was first discovered in 1958 
ages ago, when two outbreaks of a pox-like disease occurred in colonies of monkeys that were kept for research, which is a terrifying concept. Why were they kept for research? What were they researching? What happened to the monkeys? This is the question I didn't like about this. Yeah. But this is why it's called monkeypox. And the first human case of monkeypox, the reason why we give a fuck about it, of course, was recorded in 1970 in the DRC, the Democratic Republic of Congo, during a period of intensified effort to eliminate smallpox. They were testing and checking and observing and giving a fuck. Since then, monkeypox has been reported in humans and other Central and Western African countries. Now, according to New South Wales Health... Now, monkeypox is a rare viral infection usually associated with travel to Central and West Africa. It is usually spread by very close contact with someone with monkeypox, and most people recover within a few weeks. Since May 2022, there has been a global increase in monkeypox cases reported from multiple countries where monkeypox is not usually seen. Cases so far are mainly among people with no recent travel to Central or West Africa, meaning there is local community transmission. But the thing is, local community transmission has been limited to a handful of people. At this point, six people in Australia have the pox. Six people. If it was contagious like measles, we would be fucked. But it isn't. It just Mm. isn't. Yeah, according to the World Health Organization, as of 26 May, a cumulative total of 257 laboratory confirmed cases and around 120 suspected cases have been reported globally. No deaths have been reported. What have we got? 377. It's not a lot. This is outside of places that had monkeypox already, but I mean, really, it's not a big deal. And while that is growing, it's not by a lot. It's saying basically now that 780 cases across 27 countries. So between the 26th of May and the 6th of June, it came. It's tripled, but it's tripled in a way that isn't exponential. It's not crazy. This, as I said, doesn't include places like the Congo, places in Africa that we've established we don't give a fuck about. Yeah, well, we never really do. No, we don't. No, not at all. They have hemorrhagic fevers we don't care about. There are two strains, one from the DRC that apparently kills 10% of people infected and a West African strain that runs around 1%. Since 2017, a few deaths of persons with monkeypox in West Africa have been associated with uh, young age uh, or an untreated HIV infection. So you've probably got a collapse of the immune system there. Yeah. Uh, the West African strain is the one identified in the UK. So you've got very high, well, very low rates of, uh, of transmission and mortality. Yeah, it's not a big deal. And the virus can be transmitted through like respiratory droplets. And this gives people that COVID fear, you know, oh shit, droplets. Well, no, not again. It's COVID. Not- Damn damn those droplets. But it's just not that contagious. You know, it's not an Omicron. It's not even a Delta. It's just not that contagious. You have to get pretty fucking nice and personal with someone covered in scabs to get this. Well, that's just it. Uh, And and there was some talk that this perhaps was a disease put together by some of our friends in the uh, in the Christian movement, uh, who don't like a lot of touching, but yes, this is the way it is transmitted mostly. And it so is. you're in you're in fairly constant constant contact, and by contact I mean touching with another human being who has monkeypox. Mostly rooting because transmission well, in the West has not going to be so bold. We're not going to be so rude. Oh, well, um, I'm going to get bold. Transmission in the West has primarily been presented among men who have sex with men. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And it's not an STI as no, such, but not. that's kind of where it's wound up transmitting. And 
it looks like there was a pride event in the Canary Islands where it sort of started in the developing developed world and a sauna in Madrid. And you know what happens in gay saunas. Come on. Don't, don't be shy. The yeah. public health authorities are at pains to prevent this from being considered a sexually transmitted disease. But the way monkeypox is appearing is typically in legions around the genitals or the anus. That's got to be itchy. It's it's just where it happens. Now, sometimes that's where it starts and stops. And most transmission is through contact with these lesions. Now, I don't need to paint a picture here. I know you're mm. feeling a bit squeamish, but come on, people. Just don't fuck people with scabby dicks. Mm. I shouldn't if, have to say that. Like, this is something you should be checking scabby for. Ass, if you're looking at a scabby ass, don't just, poke away. Don't if you're going to bang ass. someone, just check for scabs. Yeah. You should already be doing that. Herpes is a thing. Yep. Take some fucking due diligence. Good Lord. Anyway, anyway, this is likely to have implications for the way right-wing commentators decide how to handle the topic because let's face it, they love sticking the elbow into the gates. Is it a conspiracy by Big Pharma to sell vaccines or is it the fault of the gay community? Oh, which button should I press? It is a <laughs> tricky conundrum. But in reality, due to the AIDS epidemic and other awful health issues that have surrounded the gay community for fucking years. They're so conscious of these type of concerns, they act decisively to limit transmission, they lock yep. shit down and when confronted with a potential health crisis they act. With Pride Month kicking off in the US, they are on fucking red alert. And while monkeypox might be a bit of a buzzkill because let's face it, the lesions go in all the fun parts, the community is going to be vigilant to ensure transmission is kept to a minimum. Yes. But the right-wing commentariat are going to fucking make the most of it i'm goddamn sure well, christian right we've already seen this in a sort of christian right too oh, you know this sure. is you know god's way of punishing gays and so forth. i mean like it's just the usual bullshit but i yeah, must say but you're, like, you're absolutely right i mean the gay the gay community they basically have proven time and time again to be uh, to to activate and communicate so well yeah they're smart to, they're to smart people to minimise transmission, yeah. I just feel sorry for single people at this point in time because we had COVID where everyone was off Tinder and freaking out about rooting each other because they were going to catch COVID. And now, I mean, like, it's not just a gay plague here. This is, it's you know, not. straight people have genitals too. Not. So, yeah. you know, this isn't good. Uh, if I was single right now, I would be so upset. Just so, so upset. It's brutal times. There's no specific treatment, but antivirals seem to, to have some sort of efficacy. There's one treatment that seems to work well, though, money. Yes. Poverty and sickness are a bad mix. If Terrible. someone with monkey box goes a bit south in the west, they'll get world-class health care. On a dime. You know, not so not so much in the DRC. No, so no. That's, there's your difference. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a huge difference. And, and, like, and across the world, you know, across the world, of course. Oh, totally. You know. you know, and like as we said before, we only give a fuck once against the developed world because Africa ah, you know, have your fevers, you'll be fine. Smallpox vaccine is effective against monkeypox for those who feel the need to have it, and it's available to people who are close contacts in the US. There's all sorts of stuff going on there. The World Health Organization claims the vaccine is 85% effective in preventing monkeypox and may help reduce severity of the illness, just like the COVID one, which isn't bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. But 85 is very good. The flu, the flu vaccine, by the way, that everyone thinks is terrific, and it is, no, don't get me wrong, but it's it, its efficacy is around about 60%. So yeah, I thought it was 40, yeah. High 50s, I think you're finding. I'm actually doing a clinical trial on a new one, which is apparently is much higher, but we'll see. Maybe I'm on <laughs> yeah. the, the bullshit one. Who knows? But uh, basically- you still do it. 
Because 58 is better than zero. Absolutely. And the flu fucking sucks. Don't get it. Don't call your man flu bullshit. It's a cold. Don't be an asshole. When you got the flu, you genuinely question your mortality. Don't, don't, don't dance around it. So look, nobody's calling for max vaccinations. It's not happening. And while I say that, that is also yet. But due to this existing paranoia around the weaponization of smallpox, there's a shitload of vaccines sitting in warehouses yep. just waiting to be used in the US. Mm. Apparently, they, they're squeamish about saying how much there is, but it's enough to vaccinate the entire country. So this really dents this idea that big farmers behind it. Oh, they're just doing it to make money. The vaccines have already been bought. Big Pharma, as hmm. usual, has already won this battle. Yes. And going back hundreds of years, we'll talk a little bit about the history of smallpox later in the program. Ooh. But yes, go on. How's the, how's the mainstream media handled all this, John? Seems to be fairly responsible stuff. Well, of course they are, Fuck it, despite what cookers would say. So according to the mainstream media, how worried should we be about monkeypox? And The Guardian, in their creatively titled piece, Monkeypox, what are the symptoms and should Australia be worried? Sought comment from Peter Collignon, Professor of Infectious Disease at the Australian National University, who said there's no cause for alarm because monkeypox is, quote, not, not. highly transmissible yep. from person to person. Oh, look at the we fear already, campaign. We already know this from the numbers, right? So we already know this. There's no exponential growth. And that's because you've got low rates of transmission. It's quite simple. It's just, it's maths. And there's a reproduction rate and it's not there. So mm. in the New York Times, in their opinion piece titled, How Worried Should You Be About Monkeypox? You can see a bit of a trend here, right? Yeah. They tried bit. to take both sides on the issue, with most of the piece pointing towards monkeypox being easily contained and nothing to be concerned about generally, but also linked to their own Norman Swan wannabe type, Donald G. Norman McNeil Jr. That's too much well, name. Too much name. It's just a lot of name. Yeah, why would, you, why name. would you put the G in that? Anyway, he wrote a piece on Medium called Technically, monkeypox is already a pandemic, drawing parallels to the confidence expressed at the start of the COVID pandemic and making random claims about reproduction rates based on contacts with people infected. There's nothing to back it up. It's like, is it a pandemic? Why are you saying that? There's no basis for this. But there's a reason you had to publish it on Medium, and I would say the reason is the mainstream media simply aren't interested in hysterical monkeypox scare campaigns. And I think what we, with, with what we've been through in the, the pandemic, I think that's absolutely right. You know, It's anyway, not. It's pointless. It's like it's an know, arbitrary thing. Journalists don't sit around thinking about what they can do to scare people, but fear does sell newspapers. I understand that. You know, there is a there is a here question here of going to the well once too often, and you don't. And as a newspaper, you don't want to lose your integrity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, <clears throat> and so that's why these things are being handled sensibly. I would say, and being horrifically wrong is also embarrassing, which leads us into fucking Grandpa Joe Biden, who said in an ill-advised quote that he probably just shot off the hip like a fucking moron that everybody should be concerned <laughs> about the spread of monkeypox. Then he went on to say that the US has a vaccine that is relevant to treating the virus. I mean, come on, Joe. That's just going to trigger half of your country who hate vaccines now and think this entire thing is a scam that you're behind. Just shut up. You're playing yeah, it, into their hand by saying that. It, it doesn't help. Yeah, that, that, you know, much better to handle this through a, a, a sensible way of talking about low transmission rates. We'll keep an eye on it at this exactly. stage. We're not, Very relaxed. We're not, we're not concerned. Um, exactly, yeah. until you are concerned and then 
say the word as much as you want, but don't give them ammunition. Yeah. And on Twitter, I mean, disinformation isn't all from wild anti-vaxxers and vicious homophobes on Telegram. Clout chasers came in to Twitter on of all political persuasions, and, and there's plenty of them there. And while the MSN, generally speaking, isn't pushing a line of fear to sell papers, idiots are making up nonsense to get retweets because that's oh, how Twitter works, isn't it? It is. Social it's media works. Yeah. Clout chasing, attention-seeking nonsense. There one person claimed that a school outing of high school children saw an outbreak with symptomatic teachers presenting to a class and then spreading it to students. Now, mm. in the comments... There was this assumption that the you know these French high school students aren't all fucking on school excursions, which then was made clear that that assumption wasn't really a safe one because these are French people. And I mean, come on, I mean, French kids on an excursion. Was, was that did that outbreak actually occur? Was this just completely made up? I was completely made up. Completely yeah. like, look, yeah. as much as French people do like to fuck each other, school kids are not giving each other monkeypox on excursions in buses. I'm just gonna say it. Records from Sant Public, which is public public health to you champion is that 45 cases were counted and all cases were men between 22 and 63 years old that's in uh-huh. all of france yet some fucking asshole had to lie about a school bus of children uh, with monkeypox for just retweets just clout the tweet has since been deleted but like i mean why would you do that yeah yeah why would you just completely fabricate that i mean it's it's not as it's not it's not you know the you know the purple monkey dishwasher yarn we're not doing chinese whispers here it's not a joke you know this is people sitting down and making things up yeah just compulsive liars jumping on the internet and thinking this will make me friends i mean fuck you just fuck you but another tweet claimed that quote if monkeypox becomes a pandemic i'm never leaving my house Now, this got 20,000 retweets and 133,400 likes, which is completely needless because as long as you don't eat any ass on your way to the shops, (laughs) you will be fine. Just fucking calm down. Like, just relax. Yeah, yeah. Again, getting back to that low rate of transmission and basically if you're not just sort of casually rimming people you've just come across. Exactly. Um, you should be all right. Oh, I, I don't have any bus fare, driver, but can I rim you for the... Oh, yeah, no problem. Oh, yeah, no, no problem. I got monkeypox. Oh, like, hang on, I've just got a little bit of crust around there. This isn't the society we live in. How are the cookers going? The cookers would just be going... They, I know this because I've, I've been looking at you know, various various places. The cookers are absolutely oh, going they're fucking so annoying. This is the thing. Whenever they're presented an opportunity to be annoying as fuck, you know they're going to take it and they have not been idle. The moment monkeypox yep. hit the media, cookers just went straight to make memes implying that monkeypox was released at the hands of Bill Gates to make money. Of course, despite the yeah. fact that most was going to a philanthropic fund that just buys more vaccines. Fucking stupid. But that's the meme from last week's P- week in Pete Evans. Mon- monkeypox with the little K removed. Oh, with the little yeah, pox-like dollar see signs of a Bill Gates face. He's, he's so, he's so There's smart. There's just no reason Evans, to make this link. Okay, so I would never oh, have thought of oh, that. It's, it's just so creative. I just love how smart and funny they are. <laughs> the right can definitely meme. No, they can't. So this is the thing that annoys the fuck at me, though. What they do is they meme first and think later. There's no link. Yeah. There's just no link here at all. But the fact that it's mostly being found in gay men, and this is, as I was saying before, it must be absolutely agonizing for conspiracy theorists because most of them are right-wing conservative Christian nutcases who thrive on the opportunities to give shit on the just absolutely heap shit on the gay community but unfortunately for them they've already programmed their audience to immediately assume that 
anything related to public health is just a hoax perpetrated by vested interests and not an actual disease. <laughs> yeah, so it's damn, like, oh, is there a damn. gay plague or is there a plague at all? I don't know. Fuck. It's pathetic. But I'm sure the virulent homophobia is coming. So brace yourselves. Winter is approaching. And they just, because they can't help themselves. Stu Peters posted this shit meme with a pride of lions with the byline Pride Month 2022, guaranteed to be monkeypox free. Like that meant something. Like it was just looking yeah. at it. I was just like, what are you doing? Someone actually thought yeah, that was clever that? and funny, it's and like, just awful, and they went and they made it the needs meme to be hit with a stick. They, like they they went and they made the effort to make that shit meme. Yeah, it's it's it, he needs to be hit with a stick. We need to do an episode on him until he, he, until he, stops he annoys moving. me. But the thing is, the episode will uh, be four hours yeah, long. A couple more. Just he's to make just the sure. worst. He ter- just a terrible he's just human the fucking being. worst. And Dave O'Neegs has been a real treat. I've noticed O'Neegs. He's just speaking of terrible pieces of work. He's, he's really sort of regarded this with a gleam in his eye. Uh, using a monkeypox as a way to rile up his idiot base and centre himself in another story of interest. It's all about me. It's, it's all yeah. It's just chronic narcissism, uh-huh. isn't it? In response to a headline claiming a fifth five monkeypox case in australia dave went off oh well fuck me they are literally with two t's gone run the monkeypox play <laughs> you have to be effing kidding us yeah i totally threw on the bus by it's, making you say that because that is absolute gibberish yeah it's just gibberish isn't it you know is it he is. all right i mean we know he's not all right but no, is, he, right. is he getting worse no he is getting worse and this is the thing like apparently you're reporting on this it's just a simple report the picture has brett sutton with a a basic headline saying how many cases they found. But apparently that's a monkey pox play. No, it's not. It's just news. They're just reporting basic <laughs> news. There's a, a, a disease. It's been brought in from overseas. It's got a few cases. It's just not a fucking thing. But Dave also posted a Telegraph article from the UK. He doesn't link to it, of course, because that's got too much information in it, which explains how a vaccine intended for the Ebola, Lassa, and Marburg viruses is incidentally effective against monkeypox as they used a smallpox vector for the vaccine and Dave says surprise surprise all in caps there's a monkeypox vaccine yeah and it's surrounded by emojis and shit as well but it's not a fucking surprise Dave the existing smallpox vaccine which is stockpiled for defense reasons is effective against monkeypox there is already a vaccine nobody's surprised by that part so this is actually fairly well known the thing is you don't do your fucking research but you can see where this is heading right like everything is a paranoid conspiracy joining the dots when the picture is public knowledge is just weird and sad like just look outside touch some fucking grass someone like oniques really would just be disturbed by the history. The history of smallpox vaccines is really, really interesting. It first came in from, uh, well, I mean, Napoleon was using a form of smallpox vaccines in his campaigns in Europe. Uh, the um, the American Revolutionary Army under Washington were also were, were periodically vac- vaccinated as well. And, and, and so we start seeing the vaccine come in to, to it becoming a public treatment issue. So so around about the first decade uh, of the 20th century, a lot of states in the United States were saying to parents, you must vaccinate your children or they will not be welcome at school. Ooh, mandates. Yeah, right. So this this actually led to a great amount of consternation. It it was uh, teachers were being threatened with being hanged. uh, Oh, fuck. With school school halls burning down. That's basically like this is is now. This is exactly what they were doing.
were doing a hundred ah. years ago with with uh, with the smallpox smallpox vaccination. So if you sat down with O'Neags and said, you know, see what happened here? You see what happened here? You're just perpetuating this stuff. Yeah, you're over, doing this over a different vaccine, over a yeah. different and new vaccine. You know, they would not be able to cope. It would literally blow someone like O'Neags tiny little mind. Well, the cognitive dissonance would save him, but fucking hell, isn't that just painful? Mm. Good lord. Yeah, but you can't have cook bullshit without linking it to the COVID vaccine. So this is how they this is how they do it. You know, um, and, and when the smallpox vaccines and and the act of around that was often very violent, just as just the sort of thing that O'Neill sort of gets behind. Oh, totally. uh, and and uh, they didn't have a vaccine to to to. So you could you could maybe cut them some slack. But O'Neill, if he spent more than fifteen minutes looking at this topic, the history of vaccination in the world, he would basically understand. He would quickly come to understand that he was just a bit part. In a, in a play that's been going on for over a century. And perpetuating bullshit that should have died a long fucking time ago. All of that stuff was present then too, yeah. What a fucking failure. See, this is one of the things here, when it comes down to the idea of blaming on the COVID vaccine, this is what Cook is going straight to because everything now is the COVID vaccine. Shame wants death. There I go on. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. But there's well, a few angles here, and I'll give it to you. They're all bullshit. The first one is obvious, which is VADES. This is Vaccine Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome, which oh, is yeah. basically a concept entirely made up by cookers. They've got this idiot leader, Dr. Rob Malone, who spearheads yeah. this whole thing, and you know, he's selling nonsense on the side. Yeah. And this is the reason why monkeypox is spreading, because apparently all of our immune systems are dog shit. We are defenseless to viruses, and the monkeypox is just spreading all through us vulnerable sitting ducks who have had our vaccination and now, you know, we can't fend off diseases. As our faithful researcher, Sandy sent us, Maria Z is getting deep into the mix of this, interviewing Peter McCulloch, who claims that monkeypox is simply a scapegoat for adverse reactions to COVID vaccines. Of course. You know, it's absolutely outrageous. Imagine saying that with a straight face. I mean, how many times do these people have to be wrong? Uh, You know, and and, and so this is why they pick up on these little strands and pull them together, because they can't be seen to be wrong. They are in empirically wrong on just about everything, everything. that they say. Yeah. Now, billions of vaccines administered in a few hundred cases, not to mention the absolute lack of data on whether people who contracted monkeypox are vaccinated in the first place and which vaccines they took. Just don't know. They're, like, at no point did they say, oh, well, yeah, no one's, it's MRA. No one's going to correlate that because it's not worth correlating. Because there's no fucking link. It's there's ridiculous. No, yes. There's, 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 it's there's made no, up bullshit. It's not a correlation, let alone causation. It's no, there's no correlation. It's fucking painful. See, another one is the mRNA vaccine causes reactivation of the varicella zoster virus. Now, reactivation is a funny term here because it implies you already have it, but this is otherwise known as shingles. So mm-hmm. it's not monkeypox, it's shingles. Now, there's absolutely no basis to this whatsoever, but that has obviously never stopped them before. But the thing's really funny is because oh yeah, they make shit up, but this one was from Matt Lawson, who is a fucking festering petri dish of shingles. This guy is a <laughs> shingles paradise. And the fact that his shingles keeps on getting reactivated. He's always got to find a fucking cause for it. Bro, you just made that up. It's not yeah. shingles. Just because you're plagued by rash because you're a sexually transmitted disease fucking beacon well, doesn't is, mean everyone has their shit reactivated. Not STI, but if you ever wanted to look at an unhealthy human being, Matt Lawson would be a perfect example of it. Dude's got also scurvy. Is, also is a moron, by the way. He's a moron. 
is yeah. a moron. I fucking can't stand it. So, yeah. As a real stretch, according to Edward Dowd on Steve Bannon's War Room podcast, monkeypox is actually a distraction to cover up for the supposed implosion of the credit system. And he claims... That this recent monkeypox nonsense, they're going to try and gin it up. Oh, my God. And I suspect they're going to try to lock down the economy right before the elections. Yeah. And why would they lock down an idiot, economy yeah. for a virus that's hardly contagious? Oh, hold on. I can actually see why he would say this because, Jack, tell us what's at the end of the post. Protect your wealth and retirement from economic uncertainty. Goldforyourfuture.com backslash Fox. Yeah. I mean, they're not even hiding the grift. It's like, hey, look, your, your future is terrifying, but give me your money and it'll be fine. And this is bullshit. I mean- it's all a fucking grift. So yet another piece of absurd cooker theatre is a quote shared by Dave O'Neill, and it's all over Telegram, which quotes a Spanish politician saying, and this is the quote translated, with all due caution and because of the date of onset of symptoms, we believe we have reached the peak of the epidemic curve. That's the quote. Right. This is linked to PCR testing for the virus. So they've started PCR testing in, in, in Spain for the virus. The peak, 96 confirmed cases and 40 suspected. Well, we're going to have to shut everything down. Oh, we're going to lock down for days. The thing is, <laughs> cookers are fucking morons. And this is everywhere in the conspiracy universe. They yep. see PCR tests and all they see is COVID PTSD. And they immediately draw on the idea that all viruses that are tested in labs are a hoax. Pathology. Yeah. Oh, pathology is what Jews do, right? Like, it's fucking ridiculous. But it's Pavlovian. They've got a response yes. now, and they're being played by fake news. All the while, they are featuring, quote, that claims that 136 cases is the peak. It's the peak, for Christ's sake. <laughs> they just don't think. These people are not fucking thinkers. And the next post on the site that I referenced this from was, and I quote, how to remote control humans via injection by Dr. Charles Morgan. So, good source. Really good source. The quote is legit, by the way, but fuck me. Context! In reality, monkeypox has been a thing in, in the Congo and West Africa for decades now. We haven't cared because it's in Africa. Nah. And, and we also haven't cared because it's not very transmissible. Of all the infectious diseases that are available in, in Central and Western Africa, monkeypox is probably one of the it's least of your worries. That big uh, of a deal. <laughs> yeah. But now it's in the developed world, despite the virus being easily treated by our healthcare systems and easily contained by our contact traces. We suddenly care. You know, we suddenly oh, give a fuck. Yeah. Wow. Oh, suddenly it, it impacts us. This is the thing that's annoying. Dave O'Neill was accidentally right here because surprise, surprise, there's a monkey box vaccine. I'm going to get my inner cynic out and I'm going to say this is a surprise because they stumbled upon it. Because generally speaking, a virus that kills a few Africans here and there isn't worth the investment for the vaccine. And no. I'm going I'm to go on this because it's fucking true, man. Money speaks. They might accidentally be vaccinated now through a fortunate choice by the team who is designing a vaccine for another virus. The West is, let's face it, terrified of infecting them really ebola lassa marburg that's yeah. that's that's I mean, self-interest for sure this is where vaccine technology was was headed before COVID hit us i mean the the means i guess the 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 capacity to deliver um uh you know the, the capacity to deliver a vaccine in regard to some of these more dangerous things there had been of course pandemics in regard to ebola uh it had hit the united states there was, you know, this was when Obama was president. So, so basically, was there was there was great concern. So, big pharma, yes, did turn to its technology, delivering basically delivering a basically a protein spike that would tell that, that would tell the body, the immune system to say, get get hold of this. Yeah. So it's and basically you, you don't want like Ebola. Just, yeah. 
yeah, and and that's that's how the technology was was basically developed around Ebola, yeah, uh, yeah. for COVID-based vaccines. So after seeing the hysterical nonsense on Peter Evans' Telegram post recently, I figured we had to cover monkeypox. I mean, it was just staring at us. We gave it a couple of weeks to see what happened, just in case, to see what was going on. As expected, not much. No. Monkeypox is not highly contagious. It's not like measles or COVID. The death rate is not 10%, as people love to say on fucking Twitter. That variant is still killing people quite effectively in the Congo, but we're not, we don't worry about that. They're Africans. It's fine. The death rate of the variant found in the developing world is 1%, and that's only if you're poor or have AIDS. Aww. Yeah, immunocompromised, yeah. Or money Seriously, compromised. compromised, yeah. You know? You, know, yeah. you don't have enough money to be in a nice hospital. What a shame. Well, that's not happening to us. As the mainstream media have generally reported, monkeypox isn't something to worry about. Not for us, at least. It could be contained, and it's generally not fatal, even if it's not. But that hasn't stopped cookers jumping on this to create fear and uncertainty to get clicks, sell supplements, and bizarrely yep. enough, investment scams. I didn't <laughs> see that one coming. I was like, huh? If you're, if you're dying from monkeypox, investing your money is going to be the last thing you're thinking of. I'll tell you what, if you're dying from monkeypox, you better put it into my weird gold scam. So here's the link. Don't worry about it. But it's going to be incredibly tiring over the next few years. And this is something we've been pushing for a while now. But these people are going to absolutely refuse to accept reality. And they're going to actively fight the obvious. They have opposition to fight disorder. They've given it to themselves. They're going to pursue wild and wonderful conspiracy theories. And they're never going to fucking stop. Everyone who dies young die from the vaccine. Every public health issue is some sort of weird conspiracy with Bill Gates and Big Pharma. Honestly, blah, blah, fucking blah. It's going to be a tiring few years. Strap yourselves in, guys. I, I look forward to the conspiracy theories around smallpox vaccines. You know, a, a 150-year-old vaccine. I, so. <laughs> I look Honestly, forward to the conspiracy theories of what's going to happen. Then. They're coming. They're coming. And it has not been a huge week in Pete Evans at not all. Not huge? No, not, huge. not even remotely. It's been like 28 posts. It's disgusting. It's almost like he's trying to murder this segment. Like it was something like maybe 40 posts tops and that's it for an entire mm. week. Half well, of them are just panic desperation bit, trying to get people to go to your insanely overpriced retreats. Imagine Pete Evans invited to the Senate being asked how much a litre of milk is. I don't know, like a thousand bucks maybe? <laughs> Reduce your prices. $3,000 is not a reasonable cost for a weekend away. You're fucked in the head. Stop yeah. doing this to your people. They love you, you fucking exploitative cunt. But in lieu of that, he clearly has bigger fish to fry. And I'm going to tell you right now, they are no longer grass-fed. He can't afford it. Because while I was half-joking about the whole crypto crash really making Pete eat shit over the last month or so, it might be right. Correlation does not equal causation, but fuck me, I might even start feeling sorry for him soon. I mean, mm. he hasn't had to sell his multi-million dollar estate in Byron Bay yet, well, in Yukai, but that's his cash cow, so he really can't. You know, you can't sell the tractor. The farm will go bust. But mm. he's already sold the unit he gave his mum, and ah, there's only so much he's got up his sleeve, so it's looking pretty grim. Oh, no. But I'm sure Pete will be back soon. Shit posting more than ever. He'll get his confidence back. It happens every now and then. He, he lulls. But for now, he's on hiatus and it's killing me. It's killing me. He's got other shit to deal with. Come on, man. Come back. Come back. See, the thing with Pete is that shit posting got him into this mess. And by God, shit posting will get him out. He shared a bunch of dribble this week, but I don't care about any of it. It's not the good stuff. Give me your hot takes, Pete. I need it. It's meaningless nonsense, and I desperately tried to give a shit, but it just wasn't there. I just couldn't care. Worried about Pete. 
I'm, I'm fucking terrified. See, there was a very interesting submission from longtime listener Simon Nielsen about Pete's involvement in a charity event to end child sex trafficking. Has child sex trafficking stopped as a result? Since of then, the- I believe it has, actually. It's fixed. <laughs> it's fixed now. So now they have to get a new hobby. But this is the thing like a bunch of fucking yuppies drinking fucking champagne, having lunch, virtue signaling. That's not going to end international child sex crimes. No, probably not. Just, just no. But hey, good intentions reach, and all. But reach no. for the stars. Reach for the stars. But while I was going to run it this week, it is too juicy. I'm going to save it for later. So there's something to look forward to if I ever get around to doing it. We'll add that to Parliament House lawsuits. Pete Evans long lunch. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But for now, I'm just going to say pour a drink out for old Pete because he's not doing well. He always goes quiet when he's sad. And maybe he will send himself some fan mail to feel better. He's done that before. <laughs> yes, refer yeah. to previous episodes. Watch some Tucker, Pete. We know you like that. Yeah, but help. snap that'll out help. of it, son, because the show must go on. Pull yourself together, man. We need you. Pull yourself and then pull yourself together. <laughs> <laughs> and you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider, and Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunch Moses with a K. We've set up a Facebook page. You can find it fairly easily. Use the words. Just search for the name. It's quite unique. But promoting a podcast is easier said than done. While you can search for the words, that's great. But no one's searching. Come on, guys. Get on with it. Nah, you're doing great. But realistically, if you share the episode and you get us some more ears, it just makes this more feasible. Yes, it does. And the Patreon is up and running and we ask listeners to consider throwing a few dollars our way. Yeah, that makes it even more feasible. For as little as $5 a month, you'll have access to all sorts of bonus content. And if you give us even more money, you'll get a whole bunch of other benefits. You can even watch us record the damn show three people are doing that right now it's very very close friends of the uh podcast it's like a strange recording orgy now if we get to a thousand patrons we promise that we will file to have the election result overturned and start hanging aec volunteers for treason we're just going to do it all at once just bam we love the grift it's just that we're not as good at it as Mike Holt. Help us! We're not musically talented. I tell you what, if we get to 2,000 patrons, Jack will release an album. So join <laughs> up at patreon.com slash the conditional release program. I'll produce it. And finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. It's got a the at the front. It we does. would love to hear from you, even if it's to tell us you're a sheriff deputized by Mike Holt and have an arrest warrant for us. And that means it's an all-expenses-paid trip to Nuremberg. Hooray! I wonder what you do there. What, what, like, what's the local attractions? Nuremberg's a great place. Is it? Is it? And you've got to spend our prison. Just not for you... very long. No, no. Thanks, listeners. Thanks, See listeners. Next time. See ya. Cheers. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me! You guys are bastards!